Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Well, I've had better days, certainly better days as it relates to football. I don't think there's any doubt about it, but uh, you could your day could always get better if you want to go to rockauto.com and check out their unbelievable prices and incredible selection. So go to rockauto.com ASAP and check those bad boys out. But meanwhile, Jimmy, um, you know, college football is so weird right now, and, and maybe it is more of a microcosm of everything that's going on in the world because nobody really knows what to do. Um, I do uh, earlier today, it was reported that the Big Ten canceled their season. Um, it is now being reported that that may not be 100% right. I mean, you know, maybe we canceled, maybe we didn't. You know, who's not, who knows in these troubling times? Um, so maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But I think what they found out is that there's a lot of backlash about canceling the season. There, and, and that's where, you know, I'll fall on this is like, look, the, <laughs> the the choices are to cancel the season or to not cancel the season. And so somehow if you don't want to cancel the season, you don't care about human life. And that's where I draw the line. And like, I just had to call another sports show and I had to say, look guys, I said, these kids are 18, 22 year olds. They're old enough to vote. Most of them old enough to drink. They are tweeting left and right. They want to play kids that are going to be first round draft picks, maybe number one draft picks. And they are also tweeting, hey, we understand their risks. We understand, but we want to play. And if they're doing that, and if we can allow them to vote and drink, shouldn't we allow them to play? And they're never going to get in a safer place than they are right now unless they make it to the pros, which will be just a moderately safer place than where they are right now. Uh, you will, I mean, I don't disagree with any of that, and I want them to play. Heck, anybody who listens to our show every day for weeks and months has known that we've been at the forefront of let's play, let's play. I hope they play, and 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 I selfishly want them to play, and uh, I think it's amazing what what the movement that the, these kids are so excited about playing, and we should be proud as fans that uh, they're so mature and 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 that they that, that they want their voices heard. I think that's all fantastic, but. You know, the issue is not just, is it safe for the players? We have to remember, it's not just players out there. It's staff that aren't young athletes. It's referees. It's media. It's it's all of the people that surround football players on a daily basis that, um, you know, it, 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 there will be fans, apparently, to at least some extent. Um, so it, it, it it's not just the players taking on the risk. So, we have to remember that. We also have to remember the financial end of it. I, I wish I could tell you how much it costs, but everybody also has to factor this. There's all there's twice weekly testing. There's the quarantine areas. There is no telling. I'll just pick a figure out of the air, but I bet in terms of the COVID protocols at Alabama, you're talking about a couple million dollars, maybe more, that's having to be spent by Alabama just to keep – the players and the and the and the, the facility safe a couple million and I might be way off it might be more than that so um, we have to remember it's it's more than just do the players want to play um, I wish it was just about do the players want to play but I think I think the issues are, are larger than that 
Yeah, the, there are the issues are larger than that, Jimmy. You're right, but I mean, we didn't quit taking airplanes when Marshall's team crashed their plane. And again, it, 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 that's not apples to apples. I get it. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but my God, I, I mean, what is the death rate? And I mean, I, I don't want to measure it this way. I mean, I feel like when you start measuring things this way, like, oh, that's the way you measure it is how many died and, and what's a human life worth and whatever. I, I get all of that. <clears throat> I also get that. I mean, it is absolutely, it's sort of like, you know, when you, you're an attorney and I had an attorney friend of mine once say when, when somebody was talking to him about, uh, you know, plaintiff's lawyers make too much on a, you know, get 6 million because you lose a toe or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. And he said, well, what's, what's your arm worth? What's your arm worth to you? And he said it to the other guy. And I said, well, I can tell you this, there's no amount that you can cut my arm off. But once it's cut off, I can, I got to figure out something. And I think that's where we are. Like, like if you had told me, I mean, there, there's no amount that you can say, okay, if, if we know for a fact, one person is going to die doing this, I think we'd all call it off. Right. If we know for a fact beyond the shadow of a doubt, but we don't know that. And here's the other thing we do know for a fact that there will be a car wreck in Alabama today and somebody will, will, perish because of it yet we still go out there and drive a car every day and that's not necessarily apples to apples either I, I get it but what i'm saying is this is one of those sticky wickets where it's not just black and white i mean i think you take everything into consideration and then you make an informed decision and it doesn't seem like the powers that be are doing that it seems like everybody is pulling their hairs on fire and they're running around going we're gonna call the season off Oh, wait a minute. Um, that would be an economic catastrophe for our small town, uh, our university town. So maybe that's not, maybe we're not going to call the season off. Oh, wait a minute. That means we don't value human life. Okay, we're calling it off. I mean, it's back and forth, back and forth. The Big Ten just released the schedule. Jimmy, we hadn't done a podcast on the, on the two teams Alabama drew yet. And, and the Big Ten just released their schedule, what, Thursday night or some shit? And they already decided they're going to cancel the season? That's bananas it's a bananas world we're living in. And I think, you know, I, I doubt, and you know, we're, we're not a show about the big 10 and, and I know less about that politically than the sec, but I do think that we ought to remember that I, I don't think there's any president or any athletic director or anybody in any sort of power that wants to cancel the season that invites this coming economic disaster. I don't think anybody wants to, I think the only people that, that are canceling the season are people that feel like they have to. And uh, as to what all those factors are, I, I'm not even sure what that would be. There is no question that uh, canceling a season in Tuscaloosa is going to mean economic devastation. I mean, that's just the only way to put it. There's no telling what changes are going to have to be made as a result of it, but it won't be good. Uh, and Alabama can withstand this better than most, and it's still going to be really bad. So, whew. but that being said, what I have seen today from various tweets and statements and interviews is the SEC seems very headstrong in terms of, hey, we're not, we're not canceling anything. We may not play, but uh, our plan right now is, uh, is, is full steam ahead. And what's interesting to me, because it's just interesting tripe, I mean, we can talk about it if you want, but I don't know how fruitful it is, but this idea that teams will leave the Big Ten or the Pac-12 if they're not playing Nebraska's coach 
said, hey, you know, if the Big Ten cancels, we, we may play games anyway. Uh, you know, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know, the big football powers in those leagues, uh, you know, they, 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 I, they, they seem pretty intent on playing regardless of what, what their league does. So that's another extremely interesting layer. Uh, you wonder if Ohio State threatens to join another league, if that might force the Big Ten into playing because they, they, they you know, imagine, imagine the SEC's reaction if Alabama threatened to leave. I mean, gosh. Uh, so all that stuff's interesting and good theater to an extent if there wasn't so much on the line here. But me and you have been very adamant from the start. Of course, we want to play if we can keep the players and staff safe. And uh, Nick Saban thinks we can. And who am I to, uh, who am I to disagree? Yeah, I think that's that's the way it should be. And here's the other thing. I, I saw some guy say, well, you know, it seems to me that the Mac and the Old Dominions and the whatever, they do value human life because they cancel. You know why they cancel? Because they're not getting the paychecks from the big schools who are only playing conference. That's, that's right. That's the thing. If Alabama frankly, said, you know that's... what, Old Dominion will play you guys and, you know, we'll get we'll stroke you a check for $2 million. Old Dominion see, say, where do we sign up? We'll bring our own masks. <laughs> that's well i mean i'm just going to call it bullshit because that's what it is it's the one thing that probably bothers me the most about this and i think it's led to a lot of the talk of canceling football is we all know the mac and now the mountain west have canceled because they don't have money they lost their buy games they've lost their attendance and these are programs that just barely make scratch to keep alive the group of five simply can't afford the COVID protocols. They can't afford rapid testing twice a week. The genes and the constant cleaning and all that is required of the COVID protocols, they cannot afford that if they lost their buy games and they lost their That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, move to the spring. Cancel. We understand. Y'all don't have the money for this. But instead, what they say when they cancel is for health and safety, we won't be playing this year. And it makes the big leagues look like schmucks, like, oh, those health and safety, health and safety of the players. That's why we're playing anyway. Screw that. We're playing. And, and I think the look, the optics of leagues saying we can't play, it's too dangerous. That's what's forcing some of these to, to consider canceling the optics of the whole thing. But the fact of the matter is the little conferences, they're not saying they can't keep their players safe. They can't afford to keep their players safe. And they're not making that clear. Really true, Jimmy. You're absolutely right. And uh, meanwhile, let's talk a little bit about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com, our, our main sponsor today. We want to appreciate them so much. Uh, they do an unbelievable job with that website. Anything that you need for your car, all the parts your car will ever need. They say it right there in the jingle. You've seen the jingle. Um, they're not playing around. They've got the best stuff. So look, if you are a do-it-yourselfer especially, go to rockauto.com and get all your stuff. Get it cheaper than you know that little place down the street that, or that place that's going to rip you off. Rock Auto is not going to do that. They have everything you need, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. All the parts your car will ever need. So, Jimmy, let's do talk about Alabama's draw on the schedule here. Um, they get Kentucky and they get Missouri. And, I mean, it, it is – look, I, I related it to – remember the old Chris Rock bit 
when um, he was talking about how guys love to brag about how many women they've been with, but when they start dating a girl, seriously, it doesn't matter if she's 30 years old and you ask her, well, how many men have you been with? She goes, I've, I've been with two men outside of you in my whole life. They'll go two. you've been with two men. I guess that's how you were raised. I mean, wow. Yuck. And I mean, but you know, meanwhile, he's been with 48 skanks that weekend, you know what I mean? And um, that's what it seems to me is no matter what the SEC had come out with, for Alabama, people are going to be like, oh, my God, you just kiss Alabama's ass. When the truth of the matter is, if you want if you look at this more of a numbers game, like it, like kind of an average, I would say Florida and Vandy probably average out to be on a scale of one to ten, probably about a six. And Missouri and Kentucky probably averaged out to be about a five point five. I mean, <laughs> I think it's really about the same. It's not that big of a deal. Um in fact, I could make the argument that if it were Florida and Vandy, I could I'd I'd be fine knocking Florida out as long as we don't have to go there next year because next year they might have fans in the stands. <laughs> yeah, a couple things. Uh, I, I fully expected Alabama to play Florida. Maybe I, I don't know if I was being fatalistic or whatever. I didn't really care. There's no reason for Alabama to duck Florida. We're six and zero against them in the last six, winning by an average of twenty four points a game. So. Let's let's not pretend like we should have been shaken in our boots over the idea of, of having to play Florida is is absurd and all this talk out there that that Alabama uh polit- Alabama went to the SEC office and don't make us play Florida. I, if that happened, it didn't happen because Alabama was scared to play Florida. It may have happened because Alabama went and said, "Look, this is this is Alabama. This is this is for Alabama and Florida too. You can make the toughest teams in the league play the toughest schedules. That's fine." But if you want someone in the playoff in this unique year, you probably ought not put Alabama on Florida's schedule, nor should you put Florida on Alabama's because it's going to make it harder to, to get in the playoff. Maybe some argument like that happened. But the idea that Alabama would be scared to play Florida is just – that's just silly. Now, is it fair what happened? I think the league's – I think uh, I, I heard uh, Randy Kenny on Mobile Radio this morning make make a great point. He played a little game of, you know, hey, if you give, you know, one point to Alabama and two points to LSU, all the way down to to seven points to Arkansas, and then did the same thing in the East with one point to Georgia and two to Florida and seven to Vandy, and you did that, then you added it all up about who plays who. You find out that the league is all playing relatively the same exact schedule with the glaring exception of Arkansas, which has a monstrous, hellacious schedule. But everyone else is, even including Missouri, who's bitched a lot, but uh, even Missouri, um, because they added Alabama and LSU. But even if you you look across the league, Randy, per per that game that Randy played uh, this morning on on Mobile Radio 99.5, it – it makes a lot of sense. The league schedule is pretty balanced with the glaring exception of Arkansas, which has a lot more point, a, a lot less points than everyone else in his little game. And, and they, they have a brutal schedule. Everyone else is pretty much the same. Well, and here's the thing. No matter who Arkansas would have got, if they had gotten La Tech and Troy, everybody would be like, I don't know how Arkansas is going to get one out of those two. It's going to be tough. <laughs> And if you lose by one, you might as well lose by 100. It doesn't make a shit. I mean, Arkansas <laughs> they probably were no matter who they drew. If they, they couldn't draw Vanderbilt, probably. I mean, that, that just <laughs> – that would draw – that would also draw zero interest 
that's just not a game anybody wants in a 10 game season. Um, so, I mean, again, I, yeah, I think it's, it's Georgia got the best of the whole deal. They get Mississippi state and Arkansas. They get the best, they got the best draw. And I would say LSU got the second best draw. Um, then after that, I mean, I think you could lump a bunch of teams in. I mean, I've heard a bunch of Auburn people complaining. I said, Alabama's two or tougher than Auburn's two. If you ask me, I think well, it's not about adding the two. It's who you play. I mean, if, if Auburn wants look, Alabama and Auburn play the exact same teams in the West, right? Yeah. We both we both play now. Now this season we both play Georgia and Tennessee. And the Alabama plays Missouri and Auburn plays South Carolina. What's the difference? Yeah. We're playing the exact same schedule as Auburn, and they're complaining. But it's it's literally seven uh, nine of the ten teams are identical, with the only difference being. Alabama plays Missouri, Auburn plays South Carolina, which is a freaking coin flip as to which game's tougher there. And it's insane that, that Auburn – so let's remember, it's not just the two that you add, it's the eight that were already there. I mean, look at the 10-game schedule and who was screwed. Nobody but Arkansas, who was really screwed. But they weren't going to be good anyways. The excellent point you made, they could play 10 Sunbelt teams and finish, you know, four and six. Yeah, it's just not – I mean – and so that's just not a big deal. And again, I I guess in theory you say, well, everybody should get, you know, we should all get the, the fair trade. There was no way to do this equitably. There was just nope, no way. That's right. It's too many good teams. Yeah. Too, too many good teams. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, A and M, Florida, Auburn. They all had to be added to somebody. Somebody was getting those games. Yeah. And conversely, what what SEC games are gimmies? The only reason that Missouri and Kentucky sound like gimmies is when you discuss them in the context of Alabama. I assure you, if you ask somebody like Mississippi State, is Kentucky and Missouri good? They're going to tell you, hell yeah, they're good. Those are tough wins. Yeah. I mean, yep. um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, the college football landscape now as it is. Let's let's pretend, Jimmy. Let's let's ten like, let's ten like the. I think the Big Ten will do a complete one eighty on this thing, and they'll turn around and they'll end up playing. Is my guess they'll they'll say that. Um, I mean, this is so. You know, my Twitter was hacked. I can't believe Big Big Twelve hadn't used that yet. Our Twitter was hacked. We didn't have a vote. Um, but uh. I'm wondering, okay, let's assume that Big Ten doesn't play. Let's assume Pac-12 doesn't play. And it's us, it's the SEC, it's Big 12, and ACC. What What do you think about that? I I like it. I kind of dig it. I, I really do. I kind of dig it. In a one-off year, I dig it. Right. Uh, I dig it as opposed to not playing. What I don't dig is I'm assuming there would be some sort of a playoff at the end of the year. There'd be some sort of, you know, some way to determine who the who the four best teams are, and there would be a playoff. But the bitching on from the fans and the writers that this is not a legitimate championship because there was no Ohio State, there was no Oregon or whatever the hell they come up with, uh, the bitching would drive me crazy and would be – loud enough to the point it would it would affect my enjoyment so i'll take it over nothing but you know it's hard for me to say i'd be excited about it okay but what okay let's let's do it another way there are all kind of rumors out there and i have no idea this this probably couldn't happen but what if 
this. What if Nebraska and Ohio State, Michigan and Iowa all said, you know what? We want to play with somebody. We got to dance with somebody here. And the Big Ten gave us permission. Um, what if they got into the Big 12 for this particular year, this one-off? Interesting is the first word I would use. Uh, I would stop short of fascinating because it's a fix and it's it's just madness on top of madness. But, hey, if it means I get to watch Alabama's kids play football this fall, if it means I get to watch Alabama play, Alabama's schedule, then all the craziness around it is fine. Uh, I, I would just take a season over not one because one one word of warning, and I've said this from the start, and, and I'm more adamant than ever, I don't believe the SEC would play a spring football season. I just don't think it would happen. Well, probably because it's I think the, yeah, that's That's one thing. I think the smaller leagues, especially FCS, could get away with it. But the, there's multiple problems. But the biggest problem is, is the same exact reason we're talking about canceling this season. That's the health and welfare of the players. I don't think you could play and plan to play a full season in the fall. I don't think asking 19-year-old kids to play over 20 football games in an in a eight- or nine-month period that's insane in this age of not only COVID, but this age of concussions, uh, orthopedic injuries. Uh, it's just unsafe, I think, to play 20 football games in a calendar year. So I, I don't believe the big schools w- w- would entertain playing in the spring. Yeah, I just don't think it makes any sense. I mean, you have too many people say, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm about to – I'm about to leave. I mean, go to pro. I don't, I just don't want to do this. I mean, and it's also different just play. I mean, there's something about playing, you know, in the fall and the games get progressively cooler. I think it would suck more and more. Like you'd have this sense of dread, like, okay, we have a 10 game season. It starts in February and that's great. You know, yeah, it'd be a little chilly. It's kind of, that, that's not great. But, you know, by the time you work your way to April, you know, all of a sudden it could be pretty damn hot. And you're like, hey, I, I kind of rather be on the beach if I'm going to do this shit. <laughs> you think? Hey, right, ESPN, also, ESPN also just came out with an article that said Tennessee offensive lineman Trey Smith, who fought back from blood clots in his lung to earn first team LSTC honors a year ago, said the voices of those players wanting to play should be strongly taken into account before any decision is made to cancel the 2020 season. Quote, it would tick me off to my core if we're snubbed and that opportunity gets taken away from me to go out there and prove myself. And again, this, <laughs> I just don't see why it's that big of a problem, except for I understand the argument of, um, well, they, if they get it, they could spread it to other people. They could do that anyway. Yeah, any, that's true. I mean, if they're, are they going to be on campus? That's the other thing somebody said. Well, if they're going to be on campus anyway, why didn't it make sense for them to go ahead and play? If they're going to be on campus, they're going to be around people anyway. And that's the thing. And even if you send them home, they're going to be around people. And, and that's why I, I, I think the players are just as safe in that football facility and playing as they would be at home. And a point I tried to make on Twitter and failed, and maybe it is a bad point. I got ripped for it a little bit, and probably because I didn't word it well, but – to me, to me, deaths of it. To me, it doesn't matter if it's a death related to football or a death that has nothing to do with football. It's incredibly sad for that family that they lost a loved one, no matter how or what. But a point I'm, I'm making is, if they go ahead and play football, 
and one of our players, let's use Alabama because that's that's everybody that's <laughs> listening to the show is a fan of Alabama. If one of our players, just pick a player, Najee, if Najee has the virus and is asymptomatic and, and, and so he unknowingly gives it to, let's say, his coach, Charlie Huff, who dies, who dies, uh, and Charlie Huff probably wouldn't die, but let's say that happens. The Dan Walkins of the world, the national media guys, would murder, not Alabama, not Najee, they would murder these presidents and the, and the, and the, and the conference commissioners and for football, and Charlie Huff would be there. Y'all killed him. Y'all killed him. Y'all, y'all didn't have to do this, and now, now this guy is dead. And they would murder. I think everyone accepts that as a fact, that that would be the oh no. And then you just get murdered by the media for, for going forward with, with this. Uh, and, and now a guy's dead. Okay, okay now well, give me, let's say on, give me. that they cancel it. Let's say they cancel it. Okay, so they cancel it. So Najee goes home to San Francisco. And when he's in San Francisco, he goes out with his friends and gets the virus. And then he goes to to train with his trainer and gives his trainer the virus, and the trainer dies. Do you know what page of the newspaper that would make it in? It probably wouldn't make it at all. It wouldn't even be a story. But it's a story to me. It's a story about why are we sending him home? It's dangerous everywhere. These asymptomatic kids can give it to anyone, and and that includes when they're at home. And it would be equally tragic if Najee's trainer died, as opposed to Coach Huff at Alabama. It would be equally tragic in my eyes, not one more so than the other. But if Charlie Huff dies, you're talking about the lead story on SportsCenter for a month. And if Najee's trainer dies, the only people who really know about it are, 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 are the people at the poor guy's funeral. Well, here's another way to look at it, and and to even bolster your argument. If they play, and Najee Harris hurdles two men trying to get an extra yard, and when he gets through hurdling them, uh, Charlie Huff, who is looking down at his play sheet to see what exactly we're going to do next, is not looking, and Najee Harris embeds his cleats into Charlie Huff's head and kills him, everybody will say, see, we shouldn't have played. I mean, there's all ways, all kind of ways you can do this. And I mean, again, that's, it's so funny that this has been the thing. This has been the thing that this COVID, which is awful. With, I mean, let's, it's understood on this podcast that COVID is awful. We don't like yeah. it. We want it eradicated. However, it is now just joined the laundry list of awful things that we deal with every single day. Pneumonia is awful. Yeah. Uh, uh, COVID is awful. Car wrecks are awful. Um, any of those things are awful. And it's this is one more thing we have to dodge. But it's so funny. It's like this is the straw that broke everybody's back. Like this is it. This was the thing. I mean, there are people dying from drug overdose every single day. Yet we yeah. still uh, produce these various different kind of drugs. There, there are I people that die in a car wreck every day. And, and they yeah, die People are going too damn fast, and they're going too fast because we can go that fast. Oh, this would be easy. Force everybody to drive a Tesla that doesn't go over 50. <laughs> yeah, I saw a tweet. I wish I remember who, who wrote this. It was it's like a, a, some some media guy, but not one of the big names. But and he made a, an excellent point about why these discussions are so hard. It's just because extremists 
and, and, and they're not the, the extremists when it comes to COVID aren't the fringe 10%. I, I think there's a lot of people with extreme opinions about COVID and there's very few who don't. I think most everyone has their own opinion and, and it's kind of extreme. It's not just fringe groups that have extreme opinions here. I think most everyone, and, and what I mean by that is <clears throat> there's this camp in America that believes that we need to shut everything down and we need to self-quarantine and we all need to hide in our homes and turn off the economy uh, because we all need to be shelter in place until the vaccine is ready. There's a lot of people like that and, and they believe that. And I'm not ripping on them. I'm just saying that's a lot of people believe that. There's also people that believe that uh, th this is just like like you have said, one one more threat. Uh, the the chances of dying if you're under 50 are next to zero. The chances of even dying if you're under 60 are very, very low. Uh, it, it, we are making far, far, far too much of a thing. We should treat this like it's just the flu and move forward and live our lives. I think a lot of people feel that way as well. It's hard to find a people or a middle ground here. It's like there is no middle ground. It's like the people that think it's a nothing burger think the people that want to shelter in place are nuts. The people that want to shelter in place think people calling it a nothing burger are nuts. And, and we're talking about two huge chunks of our population. It's not the crazy 10%. I think, Jimmy, let me give you, let you, me know, give you it's like almost, yeah. I called the sports show, like I said, a little bit earlier because the, the hosts were kind of pissing me off. And I said, look, I mean, I went into all the things that I've already said. And then I said, well, here's the other thing for me. Why cancel it? Now, if it gets to be like if if we start the season and in two weeks, 50 percent of the players are testing positive, let's let's call it off then. Let's I'm fine with that. I think everybody be like, oh, my God, what a mistake. Let's do it then. And he said, oh, I guess just wait till everybody dies. I said, how many 18 to 22 year olds have died? And of those, how many of them were world class athletes? I mean, the, the one yeah. kid got it from Indiana and God bless him. I know it was a heart gut-wrenching thing it had to be he tweeted about it and said look this thing is real it hurts it's awful and i'm sure it is and i'm sure it sucks and i'm and i hate it for him but he's he he's made it um he's gonna make it and it's it sucks it's not but again it's sort of like blowing out your it's one guy it's, it's one it's, guy out of 85 at indiana and, and there's thirteen thousand college football players that didn't perish i mean again you know Blowing out your Achilles sucks, man. It sucks, but it doesn't mean we just call off the whole sport. And again, I'm not trying to equate the two, but there is a some tie-in. And so, oh, it's, man, this shit's so exhausting. This well, is and, and, and one one what a big pain in the ass it'd be. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, and one final point for, for me to make. You know, Major League Baseball is playing. It's not college football. It is apples. Oranges, except for the one thing, Major League Baseball is not in a bubble. College football won't be in a bubble like the NBA or the NHL. Ba Major League Baseball teams are traveling city to city. Uh, it's an out outdoor thing. It's kind of close contact in some parts of the sport. So it's it's not apples to apples, but it's also not apples to cantaloupes. I mean, it, but my point is the Mets, I mean, the Marlins have had an outbreak and they had to miss a bunch of games. The Cardinals are in the midst of an outbreak. They, they've had to lose a bunch of games. And it's created scheduling problems and even talk of, of postponement. But do you know what it hasn't created? Deaths. None. No one, to my knowledge, with the Marlins, 
uh, died or was even in ICU, no one with the Cardinals is in ICU or on a ventilator. They just had to stop playing games for a while until they could get it under control. And then as soon as they get it under control, they start playing games again. I, I hope that's the lesson to college football because these kids are going to get it. There's going to be positive tests. And some kids like the poor kid in Indiana may even get pretty sick. But you're going to have to know going in, we can't cancel when a team has 20 positive tests. We can't cancel the whole season for everyone. We just have to contain it, contain it best we can to keep the kids as healthy as we can. But let's not just throw it all out when, when there's an outbreak. And uh, I think Major League Baseball, despite having some rough patches, has, has handled it pretty well. Considering this is incredibly unprecedented, I would say, yeah, they've handled it pretty well. And I'm not one to pass out praise to Major League Baseball because I don't really enjoy baseball that much. So um, there's that. All right, Jimmy. Well, that's my Braves tonight. They're getting killed. They are getting killed. But, you know, <laughs> they did losing... yesterday. I mean, they get, you know, come on. They yeah, they went two yesterday. They're losing 10 to 1 in the second inning. I turned it off to watch NFL Network. Well, it was 12 to 1 when I looked on my computer just a second ago. So but there's that. Fantastic. You made a good decision. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, don't think I'm checking back on that one tonight. We'll watch again tomorrow when they travel to New York to play the Yankees. I think okay. things will get much easier. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, roll tide. I hope when we join you guys again Wednesday, we have better news or that nothing's been canceled and that we can talk a little bit more about the depth chart because uh, practice is scheduled to start next Monday. Let's hope, let's hope it does. There we go. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.